The Luna Chronicles, Book One, Cinder, by Marissa Myers. Chapter Three. You're going to the ball? Aiko typed her grippers together in an imitation of clapping. We have to find you a dress and shoes. I will not allow you to wear those awful boots. We'll get some new gloves and... Did you bring that light over here? Cinder said, yanking out the top drawer of her standing toolbox. She riffled through it, spare bolts and sockets jingling as Iko scooted closer. A wash of blush light dispersed the, dim- the dimness of the storage room. Thinking the food they'll have there, said Iko, and the dresses and music. Cinder ignored her, selecting an assortment of varying tools and arranging them in them on Iko's magnetic torso. Oh, my stars! Think about Prince Kai! You could dance with Prince Kai! This made Cinder pause and squint into Iko's blinding light. Why would the prince dance with me? Iko's fan hummed as she thought sought, as she sought an answer. Because you won't have grease on your face this time? Cinder fought down a chuckle. Android reasoning could be so sympathetic, simple, simplistic. I hate to break this to you, Iko, she said, slamming in the drawer and moving on to the next. But I'm not going to the ball. Iko's fans stopped momentarily, started up again. I don't keep you. For starters, I just spent my life's savings on a new foot. But even if I did have money, why would I spend it on a dress or shoes or gloves? What a waste. What else could you have to, what else could you have to spend it on? A complete set of wrenches? A toolbox for drawers that don't stick? She slammed in the second drawer with her shoulder to empathize her point. A down payment on my own apartment where I won't have to be Adria's servant anymore? Adria wouldn't sign the release documents. Cinder opened a third drawer. I know, it would cost a lot more than a silly dress anyways. She grabbed a ratchet and a handful of wrenches and set them on top of the toolbox. Maybe I'll get skin grafting. Your skin is fine. Cinder glanced at Iko from the corner of her eye. Oh, you mean your cyborg parts. Shut in the, drawer, the third drawer, Cinder grabbed her messenger bag from the work desk and shoved the tools into it. What else do you think? Well, oh, the floor jack. Where did I put that? You're being unreasonable, said Aiko. Maybe you can trade for a dress or get one on consignment. I've been dying to go into the vintage dress store on Sakura. You know the one I mean. Cinder shuffled around the random tools that had collected beneath the work table. It doesn't matter. I'm not going. But it does matter. It's the ball and the prince. Aiko. I'm fixing an android for him. It's not like we're friends now. Mentioning the prince's android sparked a memory. A moment later, Cinder pulled the floor jack out from behind its tread. And it doesn't matter, because Adrian will never let me go. 
She said if he fixed the hover. Right. And after I fixed the hover? What about pee on his port screen? That's always acting up. What about... She scanned the room and spotted a rusty android tucked away in the corner. What about the old guard 7.3? What would Adria want with that old thing? She doesn't have a garden anymore. She doesn't even have a balcony. I'm just saying that she has no real intentions of letting me go. As long as she can come up with things for me to fix, my chores will never be done. Cinder shoved the couple jack stands into her bag, telling herself that she didn't care. Not really. She wouldn't fit in at a formal ball anyways. Even if she did find a dress, gloves, and slippers that could hide her metal her monstrosities, her mousy hair would never hurt a curl, and she didn't know the first thing about makeup. She would just end up sitting off the dance floor and making fun of the girls who swooned to get Prince Kai's attention, pretending she wasn't jealous, pretending it didn't bother her. Although she was curious about the food, and the prince did know her now, sorta, he had been kind to her at the market. Perhaps he would ask her to dance, out of politeness, out of shivery when he saw her standing alone. The precarious fantasy crashed down around her as quickly as it had begun. It was impossible. Not worth thinking about. She was a cyborg, and she would never go to that ball. I think that's everything, she said, masking her disappointment by adjusting the messenger bag over her shoulders. You ready? I don't keep you said Aiko. If fixing a hover won't convince Adria to let you go to the ball, then why are you going to the junkyard? If she wants a mag belt so bad, why doesn't she go dig through the trash to find one? Because ball or no, I do believe she would sell you off for the pocket change if given a reason. Besides, with them off to the ball, we'll have the apartment to ourselves. Doesn't that sound nice? It sounds great to me. Cinder turned to see Piona heaving herself through the doorway. She, stu st she still wore her silver ball gown, but now the hems along the neck and sleeves were finished. A hint of lace had been added to her cleavage, accentuating the fact that, at 14, Piona had already developed curves that Cinder couldn't begin to hope for. If Cinder's body had ever been predisposed to uh, femininity, it had been ruined by whatever the surgeons had done to her, leaving her with a stick straight figure, too angular, too boyish, too awkward with her heavy artificial leg. I'm going to strangle Mom, said Piana. She's making me loony. Pearl needs to find a husband. My daughters are such a drain. No one appreciates what I do for them. Yap, yap, yap. She wob wobbled her fingers in the air in mockery of her mother. What are you doing down here? Hiding. Oh, I had to ask you if you could look at my port screen. She pulled a handheld screen from behind her back. 
offering it to Cinder. Cinder took it, but her eyes were on the bottom of Piana's skirt, watching a shimmering hem gather dust bunnies around it. You're going to ruin that dress, then Adria will really be tyrant. Piana stuck out her tongue, but then gathered up her skirt in both fists, hiking the hem up to her knees. So, what do you think, she said, bouncing on the balls of her feet. You look amazing. Piana preened, wrinkling the fabric more in her fingers, but then her cheeriness faltered. She should have had one made for you, too. It's not fair. I don't really want to go, Cinder shrugged. Peony's tone had such sympathy that she didn't bother to argue. She was usually able to ignore the jealousy she had toward usually able to ignore the jealousy she had toward her stepsisters. How Adria doted on them, how soft their, their hands were, especially when Peona was the only human friend she had. But she could not swallow the twitch of envy at seeing Peony in that dress. She brushed the topic away. What's wrong with the port? It's doing that gibberish thing again. Peona pushed some of the tools off the stack of empty paint bins, choosing the cleanest spot before setting down. Her full skirts fl flouncing around her. She swung her feet so that her heels beat steadily against the plastic. Have you been downloading those stupid celeb apps again? No. Cinder raised her an eyebrow. One language app. That's it. And I need it for class. Oh, before I forget, Aika, I brought you something. Aika rolled to Peony's, Peony's side as she pulled a velvet ribbon from her pockets. Leftover trim from the seamstress. The light in the room brightened when Aiko saw it. Thank you, said the android as Peony tied the ribbon around her skinny waist joints. It's lovely. Sanders set the port screen on the work desk next to Prince Kai's android. I look, I'll look at it tomorrow. We're off to find a bag belt for Her Majesty. Oh, where are you going? The junkyard. It's gonna, it's going to be a bundle of fun," said Iko, scanning the makeshift bracelet with her sensors again and again. "Really?" said Piona. "Pioni, can I come?" Cinder laughed. "She's kidding." Iko's been practicing her sarcasm. "I don't care. Anything's better than going back into that stuffy apartment." Pioni fanned herself and absently leaned back against a stack of metal shape shelving. Reaching out, Cinder pulled her back. Careful, your dress. Peony surveyed her skirt with the grime-covered shelves, then waved Cinder concern away. Really, can I? It sounds exciting. It sounds dirty and stinky, said Iko. How would you know, said Cinder. You don't have, a, have scent receptors. I have a fantastic imagination. Smirking. Cinder half-shoved her stepsister toward the door. Fine, go get change, but be quick. I have a story to tell you.